You're listening to a podcast from Bayside Church International. That was awesome. Who enjoyed that? God is so good in all situations. So good. But we have a gorgeous, gorgeous lady who's going to share some stuff with us tonight. And we want to welcome her up really soon. So I'm going to let Miss Rachel introduce her. <laughs> How about we put our hands together for the worship team? <laughs> Very pretty. <laughs> Permission to leave. Is that what you're talking Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> All right. So tonight we have the ultimate privilege of hearing from Mylene, who's come all the way from the Philippines. Woohoo! <laughs> Now, I don't know much about you, Mylene, but what I've heard is you're a little firecracker. And, you know, I was praying about you today, and I just feel like God says that you've got a breaker anointing to break chains, to break things that hold people back. And tonight, He's going to use you to break chains. So, stand up, put your, put your hands together for Mylene. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Woo! Oh my goodness. Come on. Come on. Let's lift up our hands right now. You know, like uh, we were worshiping and uh, I saw the uh, video of an eagle flying and, and it was like the Lord was telling me, tell the ladies they are on the cusp of something great. They're on the cusp of something great. And when I heard the words, you got to catch the wind. You got to catch the wind. And see, the draft, the wind, it comes and goes. See, wind is unpredictable. Uh, Wind, it starts out strong. Sometimes it's soft. Sometimes it's quiet. Sometimes it's strong and roaring. But there is a wave of a wind that God wants us all to catch this weekend. And he says, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't wait for the next draft. You just spread out your wings this weekend and catch it. Catch the wind because I'm bringing you somewhere. I'm bringing you somewhere. I'm bringing you to places you never knew you would even go. Woo! Wow. Just places you never even thought you would go. And God's going to bring you there, but you got to catch the wind. And there's a wind blowing right now. Just even tonight. And you are at the cusp of something. Just spread your wings. He's going to be the one to make you fly. The Holy Spirit is here and he's going to be the one to make you fly. But you got to spread those wings. Just got to spread those wings tonight. And don't be afraid and to just let loose and let go. Just let loose and let go because he's going to take us somewhere. Whew. I just believe that right now. 
for this women in this place. Woo! Come on. Come on. And so we thank you, God. Just bring it. Just bring it. Bring it tonight, even with the word that you've dropped in my heart for these women. Just bring it, Lord. We're ready. We're ready. We're here. So speak. Speak, Lord. Thank you, Father. You may be seated right now if you can. There is something about this conference, you know. I felt it in New Zealand. I'm feeling it now. Um, this is as much a stretch for me. <laughs> we were, the three of us were kind of talking. It's the first time we're doing this, huh? You know, like Jake comes up with this wild, wacky idea. Only Jake could come up with it, you know. Yes, you know. And I was like, well, let's do this, you know. Got Catherine on board, got me on board, you know, and I just said kind of yes. You know, I mean, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, let's do this thing. And as it got nearer towards the date, I started feeling quite like, oh, my gosh, what did I say yes to? Uh, You know, this wild, strong, and free conference, you know. And so I was telling Catherine as we were talking about it, you know, at the beginning of this conference, and she was like, oh, I've never done this before. And, but God was telling her, you know what, that just, you know, this isn't, isn't for you, if you know what, <laughs> this is for the women. And I got to thinking, God will just send you somewhere to speak truth to his princesses, to his warrior princesses, and that's what's going to happen tonight. And are you ready for it? Yeah, I want to talk to you about tonight, about... Embracing your season. Embracing your season. See, life is lived in phases, you know? Life is lived out in chapters and phases and seasons. And part of being wild, strong, and free is the ability to flow with the seasons. We were talking about the wind. The wind is unpredictable. I mean, oh my gosh, here in Victor Harbor. Yeah, like we woke up and like was it yesterday when we woke up and it was like nice and sunny, you know? And it's like, hey, great, you know? And I had all my thermal shirt under because, you know, it's cold in Victor Harbor. And I was thinking, man, the sun is out. The sun is out. And I went out and it was hot. I'm thinking, oh, all right, you know, it's a little bit of wind. So I took out my thermal underwear. I I said, just take it off, you know? And so we go for a walk and it was great until we went to Granite Island. So you kind of... I know, but see, the thing is this, that all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, what is this? But that's, see, that's how unpredictable life can be. But God wants us prepared. God doesn't want us to be caught off guard. And we will, we will, you know, you know how God is, we ready for the unexpected. But he shows us some things from his word to prepare us for seasons, you know, So in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 in the Amplified Bible, it says here, there is a season, a time appointed for everything, and a time for every delight and event or purpose under heaven. I love that. There is a season, there's a time for every delight, every purpose, every event in heaven. I believe this event is an opportune time for us. I believe this wild, strong, and free conference is a season in time in your life where God wants to deposit some things, where he wants to write things on the tablets of your heart. See, God has ordained times and seasons in the earth. He has ordained opportune times, a right time for everything. It is true in the natural, but it's also true in the spiritual. And I believe that in this house, 
There are many of us, if not all of us, who are going through seasons, transitions in life. We too have those transitions. And seasons of transition, they rarely come with an instruction manual. I wish they had. You know, kind of go, well, tell me what to do in this season. But see, if we had an instruction manual, we wouldn't need faith, would we? Faith is there because there are times when God is saying, just hold my hand and I'll take you there. Faith is there because God is saying you don't, know, you don't have to know everything at this point in time. All you need to know is the first step that's in front of you. And if you're going to trust me to take it, then I'll lead you all the way. And so I love what God is saying about the unpredictable and the unexpected. And in transition time, much of that value is found on hindsight. Like we go, oh, that's why it happened. Come on, that's why... You had to go to Malaysia. Oh That's why, Catherine, you had to do a women's conference when you never did a women's conference before. Because of the unpredictable and the unexpected where God suddenly shows up. Because that's where he shows up. He shows up in the times when we're like, what are we doing, Lord? And he said, well, that's why I want to get you there in that place where you're like, I have no idea. And he goes, good, now you can trust me. That's how God is. So my question would be, do you recognize the season you are in? Because there is a time and place, and Ecclesiastes says that, there's a time of giving and receiving, there's a time of planting, there's a time of harvest, there's a time of uprooting, there's a time of building. So my question would be, women, and my question would be to me too <clears throat> right now because he's been speaking to me in this conference is do you recognize the season you're in? Because understanding where you are in the course of your life is crucial. It will determine the choices you make which will ultimately affect your destiny. So we need to understand where we are. So knowing your season will also protect your heart. It will protect your heart from discouragement. It will protect your heart from doubt. It will protect your heart from weariness. See, we have... Well, in the Philippines, you only have two seasons, wet and dry. So, But, all right, over in this place, you have your spring, you have your summer, you have your fall, you have your winter. And we know that each season has a purpose. And we flow through each season, and we're never stuck in a season. Come on. So don't be surprised at what's going on during these times. And even the winter months. Like, sometimes I hear people say, oh, I'm in winter months, it's horrible. But I realize that winter has a purpose. Winter is a time when the ground is resting. It's, uh, the winter months are designed for the ground to rest. I read this in Google. I'm very spiritual right there, right? And produce nutrients for the coming spring. Huh. So winter is a time to rest. Winter is a time when the ground is producing nutrients for what is to come. And uh, maybe you are in a winter month. And possibly you feel you're getting nowhere. And perhaps this is your rest time. To just feed on him. Maybe this is a time to just enjoy his presence. Maybe winter is not all that bad. What do you think? Because after winter is spring. Because after spring, you have your summer. Come on. <laughs> then you have your fall and then the cycle continues. And God is good because um, quite possibly in your winter months... It's a season just before new revelation springs forth. New things come into your life. But I must say this. Don't be attached to a season. 
Don't be attached to a season. Don't wear shorts when it's winter. It's kind of like going, no, 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 winter's not coming. I, you know, I'm, I'm still in summer mode, God. And winter comes and you're in shorts and you're ineffective. Because you have no idea. You're like paralyzed right there because you can't move. You're so cold. You know, I was in Norway a couple of months ago, and I was just like anticipating, like, oh my gosh, it's going to be like below zero and all that. And they told me, you know what? There's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. Huh. Clothing. So if you wear the right clothes, you get through your season, and you'll be fine. So don't rush through a season, because every season has a purpose. And we want to get as much out of the season that God has placed us in. Why? Because one season prepares us for the next. See, a pregnant mother, anybody been pregnant here before? Yeah, here we go. A pregnant mother knows that her baby has a due season. Am I right? There's a time of waiting. Oh, gosh, nine months. Like, God, we could be like puppies. You know, have three months. No, but for him, it's nine months. And, you know, we trust him with that, right? So there is a time of waiting when you're pregnant. And what happens is that during pregnancy, you go through a time where now you're cramping. Now you have difficulty breathing. Now you're waddling like a duck. Now it's so uncomfortable and you go through that. But guess what? We have to go through that because you don't want your baby born at five months. And no matter how much you want to get through a season, really in the back of your mind, you're like, no, I I feel so uncomfortable right now, but I don't want to give birth right now because it's not time for it. Because if the baby gets born at the wrong time, there's a lot of complication. You hear me? So God is saying, don't rush through your season because there are things that are being developed in you. There's character that's being developed. There's a process that you go through things so that you're strong for where I want you to go. Because where you're going, you've never been. Oh my gosh, I'm just probably just going to like lay flat right here, right now. Where you're going, you've never been. And we need... To be patient in the process. So there's a season of preparation. There's a season of strengthening. There's a season of developing. I don't want to go out when I'm not ready. And then when the fullness of time comes, and when the fullness of time comes, when the fullness of time comes, the baby's ready. You're ready to give birth. And man, that transition period is, ugh. Seriously, you know that transition, like labor? Labor is a transition. And that time of transition, that labor, those birth pangs, that's the time when you can't go back anymore. <laughs> the, the, it's like, like in labor, you're going, my gosh, why didn't I get that epidural? This is that I'm like, God, why did I ever think of having a child? God, could you just put that baby back in right now? But no, no, labor is a time of transition where you got to go. You just got to commit. And I believe that in this place, before the weekend is over, you will be at that place where you will have no choice but to move forward. 
Come on now. Woo! Romans 8, 22 to 25 in the Message Bible. Man, are you ready for some birth pangs? God. Woo! Romans 8, 22 to 25 in the Message Bible says, All around us, we observe a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pangs. But it's not only around us, it's within us. The Spirit of God is arousing us within. We're also feeling the birth pangs. These sterile and barren bodies, I kind of want to like read through those, sterile and barren bodies. No, we're strong, we're healthy, we're like, you know. But it says these sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. You know, I was reading this, and I, I wrote this down, because as I was reading this bodies yearning for full deliverance, I really actually saw like a wild horse imprisoned in a stall, and it knows it's not meant to be caged, it's meant to be free. So there is this Holy Spirit restlessness upon this horse. There's this restlessness, like there's something out there, and I, I want to go out there, and you know what, and, but I'm in this stall, and I'm in this cage, you know, and maybe some of you are kind of feeling that way, I don't know. That maybe there's something being birthed on the inside of you. Maybe you are about to give birth to something that's been deposited in your heart by the Holy Spirit. And you know you're meant to be free. And you're, you know you're meant to fly. You, you know you're meant to gallop across the earth, wild, strong, and free. And so as I was reading this, I just saw that picture. And I believe that God is enlarging you. He's increasing your capacity to believe and receive. Because there are things he's going to be doing in your hearts. Amen? Well, let me read on. It says, that is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. Yeah, we got that. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us. But the longer we wait, the larger we become and the more joyful our expectancy. The reason we are expectant is because we know no face is forever. No face is forever. Farmers understand times and seasons. There's a time to plant. They don't plant in a time of harvest. They don't harvest in a time of planting. They know exactly what to do at the right time. And God is within us. And he's helping us through a season. He's with us in a season. And he's with us through a season. And sometimes... When we don't know what to do in a season, he tells us again, I'll, I'll continue to read in Romans 8, uh, continuing to read on verse 26. It says, meanwhile, while you're enlarged, while you're waddling like a duck, waiting for your breakthrough, waiting for that time. It says, meanwhile, the moment we get tired in the waiting, God's spirit is right alongside helping us along. If we don't know how or what to pray, it doesn't matter. He does our praying in and for us, making prayer out of our worldless sighs, our aching groans. He knows us far better than we know ourselves, knows our pregnant condition. He knows where you are, women. And then he says, and he keeps us present before God. That's why we can be so sure that every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. Every detail, every season is worked into something good. So God wants us, he wants to take us to greater heights, but he'll do it in levels. Every season has a purpose. Each level strengthens us for the next. At a new level, and I got this from a, a preacher one time, because you know, how many of you know that with God, that, that there are levels in your walk with God? 
And sometimes you're in a level and you're so comfortable with your walk and he tells you to get to the next level. And we're so excited. And when we get to the next level, it's kind of like this. Oh my gosh, it's like I'm starting over. I, th- I thought I was in a higher level. Why is it so hard? It's like it's so hard again. And, and I realized I was hearing this preacher and he made sense. He said, no, it's like when you get, when you're in a level and you go from one to 10 in that level, right? And you're all good and it's, wow, you're comfortable and wow, you, and God says, go to the next level. You're like, yes. And you go up. It's like, huh? Why? Because you're starting at one again, but you're in the next level. But God wants to take you to one to 10, then the next level, the next level and the next. Amen. And in every level, we become stronger, we become wiser, we become more equipped for the next. You don't see a tree complaining about the season it's in, huh? A tree, I looked up at all the trees right there. A tree's planted, no matter what season it's in. It understands the season. See, the difference between a tree that's grown in a, a nursery, like it's potted, versus a tree that's growing out in the wild is that the tree that's growing out in the wild can withstand the seasons. It's out there in the elements. It's out there in the winter, in the summer, in the spring. It doesn't run away when it's winter. It knows its purpose. It knows spring is coming. My leaves are going to go forth. Versus a potted plant. A potted plant might be protected, and they're all like nice, and they're all like nice and warm in the winter. But if you get them out in the elements, they'll never last. So people who go through their seasons with grace, they last. They endure. Come on now. And so God wants to, to prepare us for seasons. So we embrace the season. So I just want to talk about some thoughts, thoughts on sometimes and seasons. Look at Psalm 1611. Psalm 1611 says this, you will show me the path of life, the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand of pleasures forevermore. A path of life. So in a path, there are stopovers in a path. There's a resting place. There are pit stops, seasons and transitions where you stop, you take a break, you rest. So there is a path that is laid out for us. Like road trips, for example. When you go on a road trip, to get to your destination, you need to be refreshed, right? So there's that. He also showed me that he gives us times and seasons so that we can live lives in phases. And I believe that's the grace of God, and I'll tell you why. Because in phases, there is a beginning and an end. When there's a beginning and an end, it brings closure. Because sometimes there are seasons where we need closure. And when there's no beginning and there's no end, there's no expectancy for something new. So I believe the reason that God makes us live in phases and seasons and times is that you can begin something and then you can end something. So if it's a season that's quite hard for you, you can look forward to an end of that season and go forward to the next. How many of you know that's the grace of God? So I love it that when I think about seasons and faces, that there is a beginning and there is an end. It provides closure to failures and successes. And you might think, hey, I don't want a closure to success. But guess what? See, we cannot hang on to past success. Because if you hang on to past success, you would have limited yourself for the next one. God wants to bring you greater and higher. Somebody came up to me today. That was you. And you said, the lid's going to be taken off. And I just jumped. I believe the lid is going to be taken off yeah. right now. Because some of you, you're going to close the season. <sighs> because God is preparing you for the next one. And you, you're not sh- quite sure how to close it. But I believe that God is going to instruct you in the night seasons. Because he's saying, I'm bringing an end to the season in your life. 
And I want you to expect the new one. And he's saying, do not be afraid of the new one because I have gone before you. He says, I am the forerunner. I have prepared things for you. The Bible says he has prepared good works for us to walk in. So there are some of you here. God is ready to close the season for you. I don't have the specifics for it, but you know. You know. There's a season, and it's over, and you're on to the next. So just God is saying, just spread your wings and catch the wind. So we want to move forward. We want to experience new success. We don't want to say the good old days. Because if we hang on to success, you're going to say the good old days. No, God wants us to say, hey, I'm looking forward to good new days. And that's why we have beginnings and endings. Galatians 4.4 4 says, but when the proper time had fully come, had fully come, there was a proper time, God sent his son. Born of a woman, born subject to the regulations of the law. That, it says a proper time had fully come. Now, when you talk about times and seasons, there's two words that I want us to get. One is chronos. Chronos is chronological time. You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, January, February, March. That's chronological time, the way we live our life. But there's also what you call in the Bible, kairos time. Now, kairos time is defined as a unique, appointed, accelerated time. And when you hit Kairos time, it alters the direction of your life. And it ushers you into transition. One Kairos time would be for me is when I received Jesus Christ into my heart as Lord and Savior. I was on this chronological flat line of my life. And all of a sudden, I received Jesus as Lord and Savior. And that was like, whoo, a spike. You know how it is when this is a timeline and there's spikes. There's spikes in your life. And one of those spikes for me when I received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Why? What happened? Because it ushered in a transition. It accelerated me to a destiny and a purpose. So there will be spikes in your life. There will be Kairos times, spikes of intense activity. I remember one time, um, Joselle and I, you know, we were looking for a spiritual mentor at that time. And we were praying, praying, praying for someone. We had just become pastors of a church. And we were crying out to God, God, we need someone. We, we, we need someone to mentor us. And so we, we went on a trip to the beach, Barakai. The beach is like one of the greatest ways God can speak to you is by the water. And that's where we met on the beaches of Barakai. If you've never been, you have to go. But on the beaches of Barakai in the Philippines, that is where we met Pastor Paul Chase. And all of a sudden, it was like in our flat line, another Kairos time, because that was an opportune time where we met our spiritual father and our spiritual mentor. And from that time on, after that spike, it was another level. So there will be times in your life, there will be Kairos times, activities in heaven, wherein all of a sudden God is going to accelerate things in your life. And we need to recognize those Kairos times, those peaks those peaks of time. When Jesus came, he completely, completely like soup spiked up and brought us up into a new era of grace. Jesus was Kairos time. He was the opportune time. He came at the proper time. And I believe that in this house, there will be Kairos moments for you. There will be decisions that you are going to make that will cause that spike in your chronological timeline. I'm speaking that right now because some of you just need to make those decisions. And you said something, Jay, On the last night of the conference, I wrote it down because it resonated within my heart. 
you said, you never know the largeness of what you are saying yes to. That was so powerful for me because my yes here is a spike. My saying yes, I had no idea. My saying yes, oh yeah, women's conference, let's go. Seriously, I was like, okay. I had no idea that that yes for me is Kairos. Being here for me is Kairos time. Because God has been speaking to me about some things, you know, and I, you know, what do you say yes to? What is the question that you are saying yes to? But so this is as much as an enlarging for me as it is for some of you. So I believe my yes to God at that time, even if we think it was insignificant, it was a spike. So when you say yes to God, women, you never know the largeness of what you are saying yes to. Come on. So God is doing a new thing, amen? He's doing a new thing. Let me just read some things here. It says here, I wrote it down. Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Come on. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Come on. I don't know about you, but Kairos time, there is no impossibility when it comes to Kairos time. I mean, if God said it, he will do it. (laughs) And I love the fact that when we say yes to God in a Kairos moment, I remember my husband telling me, honey, there is a plan of God, and there are phases in the plan of God. And when we say yes, we're from one phase to the next. Why? Because we cannot be faithful to a phase. We have to be faithful to the plan. Can I say that again? God has a plan. And in his plan for your life, there are phases, there are seasons. But we cannot be faithful, cannot be faithful to a phase. We have to be faithful to the plan. Even if it means leaving a phase you're comfortable in. Even if it means uprooting yourself from what you know is comfortable. Because I'm not going to be faithful to a season. I'm going to be faithful to the plan. There is a plan of God for your life. And I'm going to catch that wind, unpredictable though it may be, because I believe the safest place to be is where God is. And if God is in the wind, that's where I'm going to go. So enjoy your season, but never become your season. Never let a season in your life define you. The danger of being attached to past failures and successes, the danger of being attached to a season is that you are never open to embrace the new season the greater works that God has for you. So let me tell you this. Let go and let God. Let go and let God. I know change brings uncertainty. We love the familiar, but no face is forever. And we have to keep those wings stretched, ready for the next wind to take us to the next level in the next season. Because wherever you are now, it is not your highest. Wherever you are now, It is not your highest. Do not become attached to it. Your greatest season is ahead of you. Come on now. 
So I just want to very quickly, very quickly, are you still okay? Very quickly, three things that will help you go through the seasons. Three things. Number one, know who he is. Know who he is. Know the God of the seasons. Know the God who can bring you through every season of your life in the grace of God. Know the God who has prepared seasons for you to walk in, who has gone before you. I love 1 Peter 5.10. It says, But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have resisted a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Hebrews 13, 20 to 21 in the Amplified says, Now may the God of peace, who is the author and the giver of peace, who brought again from among the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood that sealed, ratified the everlasting agreement, the covenant, the testament, may he strengthen, complete, perfect, and make you what you ought to be, and equip you, equip you with everything good, that you may carry out his will. Come on. While he himself works in you and accomplishes that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, to him be the glory forever and ever to the ages of the ages. Amen. So be it. We have to know he's the God of the seasons who equips us, who will never leave us nor forsake us, who has prepared good works for us to walk in. Know who he is, because if you know who he is, you will never be afraid to enter a new season again. Wait, let me correct that. You will be afraid, but perfect love casts out all fear. Yeah. You know, I keep saying that, you know, so you'll never be afraid. And God was said, are you kidding me? That's why I have fear not. Do not fear, my child, because you'll always be afraid. But I am here to tell you, perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. And when I realize that I have a God who will strengthen me, who will empower me, a God who will equip me, I can go through any season of my life. Philippians 2.13 in the Amplified says, Not in your own strength, for it is God. It is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. The power and the desire. You, you need to have both. Because if you have the power but no desire, you're not going to go anywhere. And if you have desire but no power, you're stuck. So what God is saying is he will give you both the power and the desire to do what he has called us to do. So no who he is. Know who he is in your season. I love, like, do you remember Joshua? Joshua, before he entered Jericho, Jesus appeared to him as the commander of the Lord's army. And I love that because as he was praying, all of a sudden this man said, are you for us or are you against us? And he said, no, but as the commander of the Lord's army, I have come. And I'm wondering why, why did he introduce himself? Why did God introduce himself as the commander of the Lord's army? Because that is exactly who Joshua needed him to be for that season. He was going into battle. He was going into an impossible battle. He was going to Jericho where the walls were so thick they had chariot races around those walls. They were going to enter a promised land at that time. 
And the instructions that God gave him were like, are you serious? Walk around the city for seven days. And on the seventh day, walk around seven times. And after seven times, shout. And I'll give you the city. And Joshua was a military man. He must have thought that is the worst strategy ever. But you know what? He said, okay, God, you know best. Pacing that night. And God said, for this season, I will be the commander of the Lord's army for you. And I don't know what season you are in right now. But God wants to be all he needs for you need him to be in your season. He's going to be all that to you. So know who he is. Amen. The second thing is know who you are. You know, one time I was talking to a friend of mine. And uh, we were entering this new season where we were going to go from the church that we were pastoring to go into the main church and help our senior founding pastor as associate pastors. Um, in the, you know, in the future, a church that we're going to take over that was like so huge, so big, it was crazy, and uh, I didn't want to go, and, but, you know, I'm, I said, God, if, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. I'll do whatever you want me to do, but I don't want to do it kicking and screaming, so please, just you know, work on my heart, right? But so anyway, we're at this conference and uh, this lady from this church talked to me and said, so are you excited? Because she knew what was going to happen. She knew we were going to get a step into a season, a season that was like bigger than anything we've ever known before. And I said, yeah, uh, yeah, we're, we're good. We're a little bit daunted and fearful. And she looked at me, you're daunted? Like, it's like, oh, I'm sorry. You're daunted? I said, uh-huh. <laughs> and she said, you've forgotten who you are. Wow. I kind of went, okay, I'm sorry. Let's do this again. <laughs> she said, you've forgotten who you are. You're a child of the most high God. God has deposited in your heart what you need. For this next season. You are the apple of his eye. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Heaven is backing you up. Angels are waiting for your voice. Angels are there to minister to the heirs of salvation. All of heaven's resources are at your disposal. Daunted? I'm sorry. And she looked at me and smiled. You have forgotten who you are. Never forget who you are. So if you're going to go through a season, know who you are. Galatians 2.20 says, My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. Oh, Christ lives in me. The resurrection power of God lives on the inside of me. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in me. Let us not forget who we are. And he says, so I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Isaiah 43, 1-4 says, but now, 
O Jacob, O women of God, listen to the Lord who created you. O Israel, the one who formed you, says, do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. And he says this, when you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. And he says, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. I gave Ethiopia and Seba in your place. Others were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. Never forget who you are. Never forget the price that was paid for you. For the joy that was set before him, the Bible says, he endured the cross, despising its shame. What was the joy? The joy was you. How could he ever make you go through a season unattended, uncared for, and unequipped if he paid the price for our salvation? You have to know who you are. And you have to know the price that was paid for you. And he saw it was worth it. That is who you are. Amen. So if we are to go through this season, you need to know that this is the way God thinks about you. So you can go through your season with grace and confidence. And the third thing, know you belong to his family. You need to know that you belong to his family. See, there are two important things in a Christian's life. Your revelation and your relationships. Revelation is what you know about him and what he shows you about him. But relationships are important. He's brought us all together right here, right now for a reason. If we are going to go through our seasons, we need one another. We need one another so we can encourage one another and we can speak life to one another and we can pray for one another. And we can, you know, when somebody's like, I'm having a hard time with this season, don't worry about it. I'm here for you. I'm going to be with you. We need to know that he placed us in a family. Amen. In Hebrews 10, 24 to 25, it says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of somebody exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching. We need to encourage one another as we go through the seasons of life. So if we are to embrace our season, we need to know who he is. We need to know who we are. And we need to know who we're with. We need to be planted in a family, in a house, in a church where people are there to go through the seasons with you. And in that house, there will be seasons in that house for you. Phases and times within this family. But know this, there are people around you who care for you and who will make sure you'll make it through every season of your life. In Psalm 92, verse 12, it says, The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. Ooh, I like that. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock 
and there is no unrighteousness in him. And so tonight, even as we go into tomorrow with what God has for us, allow God to do a work in your life. Allow him to speak to you this weekend. Allow him to transition you if you are at that cusp, as I was talking about, as I saw while we were worshiping. Allow him to gently push you out. (laughs) So you can fly. So you can soar. So I'm here to tell you, if you're feeling pressed in your season, rejoice. You're about to give birth to what you are believing for. Are you feeling impatient? Relax. You're getting enlarged in the waiting. Your expectancy is growing. Are you getting tired? Rest. He who began a good work in you, he will complete it. He is faithful. He will bring you from one season to the next. And when you look back, you will be amazed at how far his grace and his love has taken you. Are you ready for more? Are you ready to fly? Are you ready to spread your wings? Are you ready to trust God? Are you ready to go to places you have never been before? Places in the spirit. Places in your heart. Ooh, there are hearts here. You've opened up your heart to God, but there are areas. There are areas where you're saying, well, not this one, not yet, not this one, not yet. And God is saying, no, I want to get in there. There's some things I want to do in there because there are places I want you to go. There's equipping that needs to happen. And so today, open up your heart. Tonight, even open up your heart. I pray that tonight there will be a Holy Spirit restlessness that would come upon you for more, just for more of God. And I really believe that before this week is over, this weekend is over, you're going to be so pumped to step out into what God has called you to do. May I read this last verse, last verse. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, He has made everything beautiful and appropriate in its time, in its season. He has also planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose in the human heart, a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy Except God. God is waiting. God is waiting for us. He's waiting for his women. He's waiting for his warrior princesses. He's waiting for us to fly with him. He's waiting for us. And so I believe that even tonight, there's going to be a release in the spirit right now. You're no longer going to be restrained, but you're going to be unrestricted, unrestrained, (laughs) untamed. I love that untamed. Get ready to be wild, strong, and free. Amen? Amen? Come on. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Come here. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. You know, the last verse that Mylene just left us on, What did she say about you? That you're beautiful. Do you know, I look out here and I love that none of you look the same. I love that none of you have the same gifts and abilities and talents, that none of you have the same personalities, that none of you do the same thing each and every day. You all get up in a different way. You all sleep in different ways. You all live your life in different ways. 
And I think that's amazing. But there's still something that in our togetherness we can create. And I want to do something. Mylene, can you start a sound? Catherine, can you join in? Emma, all of the first row, let's go. Get the feet going too, come on. All right, second row, join in. Come on, third row. Come on, fourth row. Come on, fifth row. Oh, come on, sixth row. Come on, seventh row, eighth row, ninth row, tenth row. Come on. Oh, can you hear the sound? Can you hear the sound? Come on. Oh. Come on. Oh. Awesome. Are you worn out yet? <laughs> so sometimes you think what you're doing is just like little. But when you do it with the person standing next to you and the person standing next to you and your family, what you're doing has a ripple effect. And the sound, the sound is so much louder than what we can ever do on our own. And I really get the feeling that, you know, this conference, it's not huge. There's much bigger ones. But I'm not worried about that. Because what is birthed in this place has a ripple effect. We have families to impart into. We have friends. We have communities. And what we're starting is a movement. A movement where women know who they are created to be that there is a confidence that runs so deep of the strength and dignity and beauty that they possess and that they impart into future generations. Some of the things we've struggled with, our kids are never going to have to because we are breaking it. Come on. What their grandkids, what our grandkids experience is going to be so much more freedom than what we've known. And it's up to us to impart that. And so my only heart's desire over this weekend is just to impart seeds of knowing how great God has created you to be, how beautiful you are, and the impact that you can have in this world, which is so cool. So, so, so cool. Um, so good. I'm not going to draw, draw it out tonight. We don't want to have a really late night because I want you to get the most out of tomorrow and, um, and have a really good sleep tonight. But one thing I do want to do before we leave is... I'd love to give you the opportunity to invest um, into the ministries involved in this weekend. So I'm going to give you the opportunity. I think, how are we going to do that, Leanne? I'm so sorry. You know, Chad is the organiser in our family. And um, I just kind of wing it. <laughs> so that's all right. Um... I'm winging it good. I love winging it. That's who I am. I'm colourful. I'm creative. I try to think things through. 
But sometimes it's really hard. Does anyone else find that? Sometimes thinking just is hard. Yeah? It just hurts. Catherine's laughing at me because she loves thinking. She loves it. She just, it's the best. Me? <laughs> it's not totally true. Um, tomorrow, let me give you a few, a little bit of information. Um, we're going to be having lunch here together. There's only an hour's break for lunch, and so a lot of you have ordered lunch. But if you haven't ordered lunch, can you make sure you bring along something to eat? Because I don't think you're going to have time to run off site. And I would also love you to have the opportunity to just get to know this community. Um, you know, just to get to know each other. That would be really great. Tomorrow morning we will have coffee again here. Um, I don't know the price. Do you know what the price will be with the coffee? Bring some dollars anyway. There will be coffee on site. And um, I think that's about it. We'll have our shop open again tomorrow. We'll see what bangles are left. <laughs> Who got a bangle tonight? They're pretty funky. Just one more thing. Um, Kylie, I know that you're about to step into a new season. Um, is anyone else in this place feeling actually you felt a stirring while Mylene was preaching? Yeah? You're about to step into a new season? Okay. I want to pray for you guys before you go. Kylie, I saw you... Um, you've got red shoes on. They're glittery. And I don't know the Wizard of Oz, but go for it, babe. <laughs> Click those heels. I know it takes her somewhere, yeah? I really get the sense that in the supernatural you're going to be able to do that, that you're going to be like, God, come on, let's do it together and partner with him um, and walk into territories that I think you haven't even imagined. And we're going to be praying for you. Tomorrow is the start of a new season and we'll actually find out more about that tomorrow, hey? Well, maybe. Um, those of you who... Let's stand together. Is that all right? Those of you who feel like you are about to walk into a new season... Let's put your hand on your heart, because that's what we're doing tonight. If you want to raise your hands, I'm, whatever, put your hand wherever. But if you feel like, you know what, this is something, I, I need something of a breakthrough. I'm stepping up into that next level. Father God, you know where we're at. You are way bigger, <laughs> like Mylene said, than we can ever imagine. And the places that you want to take us are awesome. But sometimes we get stuck. We just want to sit back in that comfy chair and watch TV. And Father, I pray that you take us to the next level. I pray that you give us the faith to step over the lines that are scaring us um, and into what you've called us to because you're a really good God and you've got a great journey ahead of us. Father, allow us to know who to be together with. Who have you called us to be family with? What does that look like? And how can we take that next step? God, you are so faithful. You are so true. And you stir our hearts and inspire us. And I just pray over this wonderful group of women, sleep, rest, peace tonight, and lots of laughter in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
This has been a podcast from Bayside Church International. Thanks for listening.